subtitle for tonight is Summer Fling. Who's ready for the word tonight? Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you and then we'll go in? Just want to prepare our hearts. Tonight's not about the lights. Tonight's not about who's preaching. Tonight's about the Holy Spirit doing something in your heart. The reason why we're all leaning into the moment because I believe if we lean in, the culture begins to be set for God to do something incredible. The atmosphere begins to make way for lives to forever be changed. So if you feel like we're a little extra, it's because our God's a little extra. And he's doing a lot in our lives. So we're going to respond tonight with with our spirit leaning into the moment. Can I pray for you? Bow your heads, close your eyes. Holy Spirit, you're in this place. We're saying, God, we're falling into you. We're saying, God, that this is holding ground. We believe your word that where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Maybe some people walked in today with some chains. But in your presence, they will fall. Maybe we came in here with some some things bothering us, a thorn in our flesh. But God, your presence changes everything. I pray for the Christian in here that feels like giving up. God, you give them breath in their souls. I pray for the skeptic in here, God, that doesn't believe anything. They still belong here, even though they don't believe. They're still your sons and daughters. I pray they have a moment today, God, a convincing moment to see you for who you really are. Not for who culture says you are, not who movies say you are, not what society or TV says you are, but God, who you're revealing yourself to be. I pray we hear your voice. Come on, everybody says, amen, amen. amen. Give somebody a high five and say, I feel good tonight. Hot summer nights. Hot summer nights of passion. Hot summer nights of, of love. You see, listen, we're, we're, this is a young adult service, by the way. Tomorrow night's our youth service at the Hope Center. So we Liddy. Yes, sir. Liddy like confetti. Hello. I'm not going to rap. Don't do that. <laughs> Hot summer nights. You see, I believe the second most important decision after you say yes to Jesus is who you, sp- who you decide to spend the rest of your life with. I've seen a lot of people say yes to Jesus and eventually say a maybe to Jesus because they said yes to somebody else. Hey, y'all relax. <laughs> Can I just be keep it real, though? Can I keep it 100, though? Can I keep it 100? God sent me here. I don't want to do this. He sent me. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. Therefore, man shall leave his father. Someone say, shall leave. That wasn't a suggestion. He shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast. Somebody say, hold fast. That's not a suggestion. Hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So if, you're, if you like science in here, you don't believe in God, um, this isn't a physical happening. This is a spiritual happening. A man shall leave his father and hold fast his wife, and they shall become one flesh. That's spiritual. The unity between a woman and a man is spiritual. You guys with me tonight? My first idea is this. This is really the whole, the whole night, is that love is a decision and not a feeling. Y'all, y'all got to get that. Love is a decision, it's not a feeling. In other words, I choose to love you. I choose to have you as the center of my life, Jesus. I choose, like, 
you don't feel to love Jesus. You choose to love Jesus. Feelings follow your decisions. Feelings follow your faith. Pastor Dennis said it at camp. It's dangerous when you put feelings in front of your faith. But it's ideal if you put your faith over your feelings. Because your feelings will always follow. But some of us confuse love as a feeling. And you collect love to a feeling. And you connect love to a feeling. You got to be careful where you're connecting to love because it may not be love. The thing you're connected to the feeling may lead to lust. It may not be love. We need to be careful just because you felt something doesn't mean you necessarily love someone. You have to choose to love someone. That's why the divorce rate in our country is increasing because everyone's still searching for a feeling. And 30 years go by and you're still searching for a feeling. I need to throw my decisions in front of me. I need to make a decision to love you every single day of my life. I got a fiance. I'm engaged, y'all. It's lit. It's lit. I'm getting ready for marriage. Every day, I'm not going to love you off a feeling. I choose to love. Look at that rock, girl. Look at the rock. Go ahead. Look at the rock. Look at the flick of the wrist. <laughs> Stop doing that. Because I'm going to just say everything you say. We're like on the same page right now. It's like telekinesis going on. I throw my decisions before my feelings. First Peter 4, 8, this is, the, this is the word of God. Above all, somebody say above all. Have feelings for each other. No, love each other. It's a decision because love covers over a multitude of sins. Love covers sin. You guys with me? That's why some relationships don't last too long. Because when it's time to forgive, if you're going off a feeling, forgiveness won't follow. But if you go with a decision to love, love will eventually cover. Love will eventually forgive. If you do not forgive, you're not following out the action of love. If you're waiting for a feeling to forgive, you'll never forgive. If I waited for a feeling to forgive a guy that did me wrong or a girl that did me wrong, I'll be waiting forever. And you think you're going on with life and you haven't forgiven somebody and, oh, they don't deserve forgiveness. Listen, you're attaching yourself to them by not forgiving them. You think you, 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 just because you put it under the rug doesn't mean it's eliminated from your life. Just because it's out of mind, out of sight doesn't mean there's not a, still a bitterness growing there. You must forgive. And to forgive, you have to make a choice. You got to make a decision to love. Love covers the multitude of sins. Love covers. That's, didn't, doesn't Jesus show, that, show us that every day? He loves us, and his love covers our sin. Here's my next idea. For love to cover, it needs to go over. For love to cover, it needs to go ahead of yourself. You need to throw love at people, and you'll watch how your relationships get more healthy. Give people the benefit of the doubt, and you'll watch how you'll gain more friends. Love people past their, their faults and, their, and what's wrong with them, and, and, and look at what's good with them and celebrate it. When you cover someone, that's love going over someone. You guys with me tonight? Next idea, love needs to be sent. Jesus is the prime example of this. Jesus is God's example of grace to this world. Jesus is God's faith and words in action. God says, I love you, but he doesn't just talk the talk, baby. He walks the walk. He sends his one and only son to die a brutal death for you. We've never seen a love like this. I'll die for you. I'll die for you. Jesus really did die for me. And he took the whips. And he took the chains with my name in his mind. This is a love that is sent. This is a choice. It's not a feeling. 
if Jesus relied on his feelings and didn't live on mission, then he would have gave up when he heard that he was going to prison. He would have not died a brutal death for you if it was all based on feelings. It don't feel good to be whipped. And Gethsemane, before he's taken, the Bible says he's in, a, he's, in, he's in a secret place, and he begins to weep. He begins to weep. He begins to weep because he knows what's about to happen. He's going to be taken. He's going to be beaten. He's going to be bruised. And he continues on with his purpose. He continues on with the mission, not because of his feelings, but because of the decision he made to love all humanity like no one's ever loved them. You see, next idea of love was predicated on feelings that would only be circumstantial. If you live off feelings, then only circumstances will, dis- will dictate how you move and how you walk. If you only go to church when you feel like going to church, you'll find yourself in a hole because you don't feel like doing it anymore. You think I feel like being here, y'all? You think we feel like every single day, like, no, it's sometimes your face has to go over your feelings. Sometimes what you, de- what you choose, I choose to be a servant of God, not just on Sundays, not just on Tuesdays, but every single day of my life. I'm going to walk in the purpose God has for me. That can't be made off, made off feelings. That's a choice. Jesus is a prime example of love being sent. If love was a feeling, it would leave when things weren't perfect. If love was a feeling, it would go running when things aren't perfect. Because we're human beings. We, we want the best, don't we? We want perfection, and sometimes when people aren't perfect, we blame them for not being perfect. That's why a lot of relationships outside of Jesus don't last too long. Because when you understand what Jesus did for you, you begin to do that for other people. Jesus forgave me. How many times did I turn my back on him? How many times did I know I shouldn't have done it and I still did it and he still loves me and he still graces me? How dare I not forgive my brother if I've been forgiven for my sins yesterday, today, and tomorrow? This is a forgiveness that I am receiving. That's why I can give it. Christians aren't just super happy. Do anything you want. I'm a Christian. That's a faker. That's not a Christian. That's a, that's a facade. No, you hurt me. Yes, that hurts. But I've been forgiven. How dare I not clear you of your debt? I've been forgiven so I can forgive. I've been shown love so I can love. A love that's not only when God's feeling good, but God's always good. Even when you don't feel it. God is always good. Our society today only loves things when it looks the best. Only loves things when it's, it's, it's nice and dandy. But our God loves us when we're ugly. Our God loves us when we're, you probably walked in today feeling like a dirty pig. God loves you right where you're at. Oink, oink. <laughs> our God is in the business of loving pigs, y'all. And he'll take a pig, he'll turn it to a prince. That's what he does. He loves you so much right where you're at, but he loves you too much to leave you there. If things aren't perfect, we still need to love people. So yeah, they failed you. Yeah, they failed you. You failed God. And he loves you. Play this video. Just black the room out. Go ahead, play the video. And black the room out. <laughs> Cut the lights. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. Hold up. Wait. I like this song. Okay, cut the lights.
Will you still love me? I look cute now, but give me 40 years. Everybody's putting up that face app, right? I looked at myself, I look crazy. I look a fly grandpa. I'm ready to go to Disney. All the ladies in here, if your relationship is as shallow as your looks, it won't last a circumstance. It won't last a hardship. It won't last. To all the men in here, yo. I'm speaking ape. To all the men in the house, you're not dating a body, you're dating a soul. You're dating the, her heart, who she is. If it's only on looks, in 30 years, you will find, you're going to find yourself another girl. And that till death do his part went with the feelings. It went with the looks. Next idea, listen, culture today, culture today says to test the physical waters in hopes of an emotional attachment. That's what the culture says. Test the physical waters in hopes of some type of spiritual attachment. Test the physical waters and see if the spirit connects. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says a relationship is more spiritual than it is physical. Let's go back to Genesis 2.24. A man shall leave. Someone shall leave. Somebody say shall leave. It's a decision. His father and his mother, someone say hold fast. And hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. That's not a physical thing. When people get married, when people come together in the unity uh, of, of, you know, the holy matrimony, that's not a literal, like, I'm half man, half woman now, one flesh. That's not how we're reading the Bible here. It's not talking about physical. It's talking about spiritual. You two are now one. The Bible says this is more of a spiritual thing than it is a physical thing. Culture says to have sex and hope that you connect. Scripture says that sex is a byproduct of connection. That's just how God designed it to be. The devil did not create sex. That's not biblical. God created sex. He designed it. That's like if I, if I design a PlayStation 4 and I give you PlayStation remotes, but you want to play it your way and use Xbox remotes, it's not going to work the right way. And some of us are taking sex in a different way. Listen, God wants you to have amazing, fun, popping sex, but he wants it to be in the boundaries of marriage. That's the only way it'll work. If I go around sleeping with all these people, I'm giving a, a part of myself away to each of those people. I'm giving myself away. I'm giving myself away. I, I'm losing how I value myself because who I am, my body is so connected to my soul. It's so connected. See, sex is supposed to be in the boundaries of marriage. If it's not, it's a competitive competition. If it's not in the boundaries of marriage, God said, here's sex, it's a gift, but it, it has to be with two people who connect with their souls, and they say, I'm doing this thing for, for, for a lifetime. Then they can explore, but when you explore before there's unity, before there's a connection, before there's a covenant, before men and God, what happens is you begin to compare. You can begin to turn this into a competition. God didn't create sex to be a competition. It's an experience. Yeah. 
sin is God's definition for something that's unhealthy for you and unhealthy for other people. And it, it, we wonder why we're playing the game and it's not feeling right. We're playing the game and it's not working the way it should. That's because we're playing with the wrong remote. If God designed it, we need his manual. If he designed it, we need to go to the designer and see how did you want me to do this? How did you want this to happen? You guys with me tonight? Will you still love me when I don't look all cute and curvy? Will you still love me when my muscles aren't as popping? That's a deep question. I got to fall in love with your, with your heart. I got to fall in love with who you are on the inside. Because when looks go away, my love my love still, is still going to be there. I choose to love you. I choose this, man. Let's do, let's, 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 let's date anybody you want, but have a healthy dating life. Like, don't. Go testing the physical waters, test the spiritual waters. Like, who are you as a person? Can I connect? Can I handle, like, talking to you every day? Like, let's start with that before I handle holding hands every day. Can I handle your voice? Can I handle your laugh? You, you have, you know, oh, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. All right. Next idea, to find that type of love, you need to be that type of person. Oh, man, I want to find that love. I want to find that love that it doesn't go away. Well, you have to love someone and not walk away. Oh, I want to find a love that's always committing and, and always faithful. Well, then you got to be a love that is always committing and always faithful. Don't fish for fish that don't, aren't compatible for you. You, you need to look at yourself and say, I, I'm going to be a reflection of who I want to be with. I'm going to be the equal balance. I'm going to be, I'm going to hold my side down. I'm going to be who God called me to be. I'm going to find out who I, what's my purpose so I can run along someone else who's finding their purpose. And, and, and here's my next idea. To find you, someone has to find Jesus. To find you, you should be so close to Jesus that if I want to get to know you, I'm getting through the church. I'm getting through ministry. I'm getting through Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, the Virgin Mary. I'm getting through everybody just to get you. You got to be so into the things of the Lord that people, just by getting close to you, they get close to ministry. And someone asked me, someone asked me, how do, you, how do you get leaders to just be all in? I'm like, yo, I'm all in. My, my crew, my clique, we all in. We all into this church thing. First one and last one out, baby. That's how we do it. It's, it's, I'm not telling people to do something that I'm not. I live it. I show it. And the people around me, we in this thing, yo. We ain't going nowhere. If it's Tuesday, you know, we turning up somewhere. Where the address at? We here. That's just what it is. To find you, someone has to find Jesus. The Bible says don't be unequally yoked. I'm not here cursing the boyfriends that don't follow Jesus. I'm not here cursing your girlfriends that don't follow Jesus. I'm just saying it's easy to follow Jesus when someone is next to you following also. Because this is a spiritual thing. And we need to do this thing together. Next idea, to find that type of love, you need that type of person. I love this. This is going to all the ladies. I didn't find a verse for a guy. I thought this was enough. It's a proverb to all the women. Women of God. <laughs> this, is the type of woman, this is the type of woman we need to be, and this is the type of woman you need to look for. You guys ready? Proverbs chapter 30, verses 10 to 31. A good woman is hard to find and worth far more than diamonds. Her husband trusts her without reserve and never has no reason to regret it. She's never spiteful. She treats him generously all her life long. Her children respect and bless her. Her husband joins in with words of praise. You see that. To find me, you need to find Jesus. Many women have done wonderful things, but you've outclassed them all. Charm can mislead and beauty soon fades. 
but the woman to be admired and praised is the woman who lives in the fear of God. Give her everything she deserves. That's your Bible. She's like, I knew I was supposed to be like that. Give me everything. <laughs> Yo, women who love God and fear God need to be admired. They need to be celebrated. We admire, hey, if you're holding it down, Simone, to your married, we honor you for your sacrifice. We honor you for holding down the fort, for being who God called you to be. We honor you. You got to be admired. We praise the women who are women of God. You find that type of person, you need to be that type of person. First Peter 4, 8, above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. Let me encourage you guys. This isn't just for relationships. This is for our city. We will get better when we love better. We will get there because love is the vehicle that's going to take us there. This is over our church. This is over our ministry. This is over your life. You will get better when love is the vehicle. You will get better when you love better. I promise you, if you're still looking for a friend, start loving friends. And you'll watch how the exact person that you're trying to be is the person that you attract. The exact person that you, you say, God, I'm going to be who you called me to be. Other people searching for their calling will follow you and be attracted to you. Because if I'm all in the church and you're not, and you try to connect with me, there's going to be a conflict at some point. If I'm all in God and what he's doing in my life and you're trying to be with me and, and, and you're not in the same mindset, there's going to be a moment where you want to go on a, a, a certain place and, and I want to be in the things of the Lord. And, 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 and your, your relationship should never come before your relationship with God. Your relationships and who you choose to be with should never come above your relationship with God. Like, if I'm talking a lot to my significant other, I need to talk to my significant creator almost just as much just to, to keep my focus right. And people and guys and girls that you have worshipped, God has allowed them to humble you. People you've placed in God's position, people who you placed in the throne of your heart, God would allow them to be human to reveal to you that only God can be perfect. Anything you elevate over God, he will eventually humble. Anything. Anything. God wants your attention. God wants your focus. Some of you guys, before you figure out how to really love a person, man, let's figure out how to really love Jesus with everything we got. To be faithful with God. To be faithful so that someone can't come in and contaminate my relationship with God. Why, why gain the whole world and lose my soul? Why gain anybody I want and lose the one that I, that I only want? Why be so into a person and I miss the person of Jesus Christ? Let us be known by love and not hate. There's a city, y'all, outside these doors. Kissimmee. For some of you who drove from Point Siena, we're praying for you. <laughs> you just walked into the Kissimmee campus, by the way, just letting you know. Kissimmee. God's going to use this church. He is using this church. But he's going to continue to use this church to reach our city. Not because theology, 
Everybody got theology. Everybody knows the right things, right? Everybody, we all believe the same things. Most of the churches in our area. The same primary doctrine, right? We kind of got it all figured out. What's going to change our city is our ability to love people past the doors. What's going to change our city is your ability to love people past the moment. And just throw love, and just throw love, and just throw love, and just throw love. Throw love on and see what God could do with it. But if we always act in selfishness and say, God, I'm only going to love people that look like me. I'm only going to love people and connect with people that talk like me. This isn't a Hispanic church. This is a church that resembles the world. This is white, black, Hispanic, Asian. We all in here tonight. This is how heaven's going to look. We're not loving people because they look like us. We're loving people because God loves all people. God said go into all the world and make disciples. Not the part of the world that you're from. Go into all the world. So how can God use you? Let his love flow through you. Be known for loving and not hating. Be, love, be, be known for encouraging and not judging. Be known for lifting people up and not destroying them down with your gossip. Be known for being the friend that goes the extra mile and not the friend that cuts corners. Be known as someone who just loves, 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 and you'll start to see the world around you begin to change. The people around you begin to, man, so, so where are you, why are you so happy? I'm not happy. I got the joy of the Lord in me. And I can only love you because I'm loved. Some of you walked in here, you got like 30 hugs before you sat down. And everyone's saying they love you. Do they love me? We love you. We got 20 guests in here. Come on, can we say we love you to all of our first time? We love you, whoever you are. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what the people label you. You're labeled a son and a daughter of God. We love you. Keep coming. Keep coming. Look at somebody say, keep coming. Before we pray, before we pray, Listen, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, you're asking, how can I find that type of love? How? Be that type of love. How, how can I find that type of love? Be that type of love. Make a decision to love people. Don't just love because of how you feel, because it'll come and go. Love is a choice. It's a decision. Amen, church? Didn't Jesus show us that love is a decision? It's not a feeling. He died for us. Can I give you the gospel in 37 seconds? I preached it this Sunday at our Poitiana campus. It's this. Adam started the game off pitching. Got the first pitch of the game. Terrible throw. He failed. He sinned. Then Jesus comes in as the relief pitcher. So he steps in the game. Boom. Right on target. Better than we could ever throw a ball. He did it. But then he says, okay, I did what we couldn't do. Now that I did what you couldn't do, now you can do what you can do. I paid the debt. I died for you. I, I paid it all. If you just believe and confess in Jesus, you're saved. The Bible makes it simple. You don't have to jump through these religious hoops. You don't got to, you know, remove every, all the tattoos on your skin. God takes you as you are, but he loves you enough to not keep you there. 
So Jesus, he comes in, he relieves it, right? Boom, right on target. And then Jesus comes up to you, and he says, listen, I even the playing field. Do you want me? I died for you. Do you receive this love? You see, that's the thing. With the love of Jesus, you got to receive it. Like, it has to hit you. Like, some of you are wondering how you're not feeling stuff in church yet. That's because you got to let the love of God slap you in the face. Like, y'all should not be here, but his love is just so overwhelming. It's like, it's like I try to speak, and he's just singing over me. He loves me. He cares for me. He's for me. I received the love of God, and now you step up to the mound. And it's time to close this game. He gives you his Holy Spirit, amen? amen. Jesus doesn't leave you alone. He sends you a comforter, a counselor, the Holy Spirit. So now the ball's in your hands. How are you going to react now that God has loved you? What's your strategy? What's your plan of action? To go on your own strength? To be whoever you want to be or be who God's called you to be? All over this place, like I said, there's 30% of you that are skeptics. You don't believe. You don't believe in Jesus. You're welcome here. This is your opportunity to respond to the message of Jesus. Every head bow, every eye closed. Let's get comfortable. Let's make room for God to do what only he can do. Come on, nobody looking around. You can just bow your head and close your eyes right there where you're at. Leaders, help me intercede for the moment. You see, all over this place, Jesus set you up tonight. He cornered you. God is looking at you with hard eyes. And he's saying, let me love you. Receive it. Let me love you like no one's ever loved you. I love you even when you look on your best days. I love you even how you look on your worst days. I love you. I love you. Feel the Holy Spirit in this place. He's, he's tapping you, some of you on your shoulders right now. He's telling you he loves you. He's graced you. He's for you, not against you. Listen, if you want Jesus, the Bible says, what is it to be saved? What does it mean? A man must confess with his mouth and believe in his heart that Jesus is Lord and he will be saved. All over this room is a sign of surrender. If you want Jesus, if you want Jesus, if you want Jesus, you want to respond tonight on the count of three. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand unafraid, unashamed. This is if you want this. If you're ready to let God love you like never before. All over this place, if you want Jesus, raise your hand. Ready? One, two, three. If you want Jesus, shoot your hand up. I see your hand. One hand. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. One hand. Two hands. Three hands. Four hands. I see five hands. Six hands. Seven hands. Eight hands. Nine hands. Ten hands. Eleven hands. Let's go. 12 hands. Put your hands down. Grab somebody's hand in this room. All over the place. For the 12 people, listen to me. For the 12 people that said yes to Jesus tonight, this is the prayer part. This is the prayer part. What is it to be saved? A man, a man must confess with his mouth and believe in his heart that Jesus is Lord and he'll be saved. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. Let's pray together. Someone say Jesus. Jesus.